You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the SIG, your prescription for transformative community pharmacy care. My name is Brooke Klusich, and I am a third-year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I am joined by Jeff Cavelli. A Pitt Pharmacy graduate, he has been in practice for nearly 25 years and now serves as the Medication Therapy Management Coordinator at the Hometown Pharmacy Chain. He is also a Clinical Assistant Professor of Pharmacy Practice at the Northeast Ohio Medical University. Today, Jeff will share the metrics of pharmacy adherence and medication therapy management and how he utilizes a performance information management platform to quantify the impact of his pharmacy team and provide incredible value-based care. So Jeff, welcome to Beyond the SIG. Thank you for joining me. Hey Brooke, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So I, I did my best with your introduction, but I know there's a lot more to it. So why don't you tell us about your professional background as a pharmacist, leading you to your current role with Hometown Pharmacy? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, like, like you said, I'm a proud graduate, 1995 from the you know, Pitt School of Pharmacy. Um, after that, uh, I went to work for uh, Walmart Stores Incorporated. Um, I basically spent eight years there um, as assistant manager in three of their locations. And then I actually got um, tabbed to um, and get into their district manager training program. Um, and so along the lines of, you know, working for Walmart, uh, you know, I, I learned a, a lot of, you know, their corporate culture, um, operations, you know, sticking to things that work, um, you know, building off of your successes, uh, you know, their, their inventory management back when I was there, um, you know, was second to none, um, customer service training. So there was a lot of neat things, you know, that I picked up, um, you know, working for a, a big company like that. And, um, and then an opportunity presented itself, you know, with hometown pharmacies. And I've been with hometown pharmacies for sorry, 18 years. And when I started, um, you know, with three locations uh, in, 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 the, in that time, um, you know, through acquisitions and just opening up new stores, um, you know, our company's grown to 16 locations. So uh, of those 16 locations, you know, I've, I've managed uh, three of them, whether that would be at a new store opening startup or, you know, through acquisition, taking a store on and then going to manage. And then, you know, for the last five years or so, you know, I've been heavily involved with tying all of those stores together um, and, and inside of those 16 stores, it's 14 retail, um, a, a compounding infusion pharmacy, and then a long-term care pharmacy. So we have, um, you know, some diversity to what we do. Um, but one thing is, is constant with my role is, you know, there's medication therapy management services, 
and you know patients to um, reach out to you know across all those diverse uh, locations so Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, so as you were saying, you have overseen the implementation and coordination of the Hometown Pharmacies Medication Therapy Management Program. And you've really turned that program around and it's been very successful for your pharmacies. So how has your MTM program had a positive impact, not only on patient care, but also to your financial operations? Yeah, that's an excellent question. We essentially built it from the ground up. Um, and, you know, the, the number one thing with MTM, um, and, you know, we, we talked to all of our pharmacists about this and, you know, our, our interns and technicians, you know, every script you fill, um, you know, has a, an opportunity to communicate um, or reach out to a patient. Um, you know, with, with medication therapy management and MTM, um, that makes it easy. You know, those those interactions are queued up for you, um, you know, typically by, you know, an online provider. And, um, you know, it gives you kind of a roadmap um, in helping you identify, you know, drug therapy problems, resolving drug therapy problems, you know, and in the process, um, getting paid to do so. So, you know, our company over the last couple of years, um, you know, we've, we've done thousands and thousands of claims a year. Um, I think this year we're on track to do somewhere around 7,500 claims across those stores. Um, and that's $170,000 of bottom line revenue um, that, you know, we use to, you know, help staff our stores and help, you know, make our store experiences a little bit better. So definitely, um, you know, the medication therapy management program, you know, helps offset um, or absorb <laughs> some of the financial pressures and challenges that, you know, we find ourselves in uh, today with independent pharmacy. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, any case that you work or any patient that you come in contact with, um, you know, you're communicating with that patient, you're doing right by that patient, you know, the right drug for the right condition at the right dose, um, adherence, uh, you're driving all of that stuff, and you're also doing right for the bottom line of your company. So it's, it's kind of a win-win, and, um, you know, that's why we've we've devoted some significant resources to it, you know, inside of our company. Absolutely. And furthermore, quality metrics have played a key role in measuring your pharmacist's impact on patient care. So can you tell us about how you utilize metrics of pharmacy adherence and EQIP scores to demonstrate value? What, what even is an EQIP score? This could be a long-winded answer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, you know, quality metrics, I mean, it's directly tied, you know, to medication therapy management. So, you know, we, we look at metrics like a game and, you know, the, the rules of the game are such. And, you know, we may not like the rules of that game, but, you know, the rules of the game are, you know, in, in today's pharmacy, um, adherence, adherence, adherence. And, you know, pharmacies that perform higher and do a better job at keeping their patients adherent. Um, and that's to, you know, categories like ACE inhibitors and angiotensin receptor blockers, cholesterol treatment uh, medications, diabetes medications, um, improving vaccination rates, uh, lowering um, the, the use of high-risk medications or beers-listed medications in, in your elderly population. 
those are all things that you know we are directly measured on um, day to day uh, you know in our stores so um, there's a dashboard out there that most you know pharmacies have access to and it's called equip that's eqipp um, and that's basically your report card or your scorecard um, that will show your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly uh, performance. And on that dashboard or that scorecard um, are essentially grades. You know, when, when we were in school, you know, 90% on, on above was an A, you know, 80 to 90% was a B, you know, 70 to 80% was a C. So it, it goes like that. Um, for every 100 patients or 200 patients or 300 patients you have in a category, um, there's a percentage of them that meet uh, an adherence threshold. And, you know, when those patients are at or above, you know, that adherence threshold, you know, that, that correlates to a, a good score for your pharmacy. So, you know, bottom line with all of that, you know, the, the system is driven through adherence and medication therapy management direct patient contact, consistent patient contact, um, drives adherence rates, um, and, and that increases, you know, your overall quality metrics of your pharmacy. In the end, it results in, you know, better patient outcomes uh, with more adherence that results in more fills uh, for, for a prescription uh, for patients not adherent to a med. And, you know, you have the ability to fill that prescription nine out of 12 times a year if you're filling it on a monthly basis. If that patient is fully adherent to that medication, you know, you're going to capture 12 fills out of a 12-month period. So, you know, it's, it's revenue, it's doing the patient right, you know, it's the bottom line. So it, it all comes together. And, and again, that medication therapy management that forces that pharmacist to either grab that telephone, you know, and talk to that patient on the phone or, you know, put a note on that patient's bag and, you know, catch them, you know, upon checking out. So. Yeah. I mean, as pharmacists, like we know we add value to the healthcare system, but I think when you really objectively put the numbers to it, it's clear the value we bring not only to the health plans, but also to the members we serve, whether it's MTM or patient contact or adherence programs. One of those ways is MedSync. So I want to talk about how does medication synchronization play a role in keeping patients adherent and ultimately improving your bottom line? We try to, we try to establish, you know, 50 to 60% of our customer base is in our stores. Um, to enroll in the medication synchronization. And that's basically, you know, where, where you can fill all of their prescriptions on one day of the month. Um, maybe for some more complicated patients, that's that's two dates a month. Um, but, you know, everything points to um, medication synchronization driving adherence. So, you know, one of the other benefits of medication synchronization is that, you know, it streamlines workflow. Um, you know, you can basically account for or plan for, you know, those days of the week or the month, you know, that your pharmacy has designated for MedSync days. And, you know, those days you might fill 50, 60, 70% of all of your prescription volume for the week. So if you're doing that one or two days a week or four or five days a month, um, you know, you now have 60, 70, 80% of your week dedicated to uh, freeing up time and having light volume days and, and doing medication therapy management 
and and taking a deep dive into you know your metrics dashboards to find out you know what specific patients are um, non-adherent and and having those interactions with the patients and correcting them. So, you know, and, and we try to do it um, on a targeted basis. I mean, we're looking at you know traditionally non-adherent patients. I mean, every pharmacy has them. You know, you, you know who they are. Um, you know, we look at delivery patients, patients that require delivery. Um, you know, from an expense standpoint of having to send a delivery driver and a delivery car to a patient's house five times a month. Um, you know, we look at patterns of how people use our free delivery service and, and try to target those patients. You know, any patients with complex drug regimens, um, you know, we're, we're looking at those. Um, we offer packaging, um, you know, like, like a lot of other pharmacies do, the, the adherence and compliance packaging. So, you know, the fact that you can get a patient into packaging um, is basically an automatic uh, med sync patient. So, um, so those, again, you know, synchronization that, that drives adherence, I mean, that drives patient outcomes that drives volume, you know, you're, you're getting the max number of fills per month that drives profit. And in the end, you know, that that decreases or negates, um, you know, this thing called DIR fees uh, that, that we're all aware of. So, um, you know, the higher your, your store rates out uh, from a metrics perspective, um, you know, the less uh, financial liability your store will incur through the, um, the DIR fee uh, program. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and like you said, medication adherence is not only key to achieving clinical outcomes, but it also is what is driving metrics across all PBMs. So on the topic of PBMs, I, I think I'd be remiss not to mention the recent federal lawsuit filed by the National Community Pharmacists Association against the Department of Health and Human Services. And they allege that DIR fees are without reasonable price transparency. So they're advocating for fair and honest practice. But from your standpoint, I want to circle back to this. How have you seen these DIR fees impact quality in your practice? If you look at, you know, the current figures, I think it was going back to 2013. Um, if, if you look at a measure from 2013 to 2020, um, the average, the, the DIR fees collected by the PBMs um, it was a 45,000% increase um, over that period of time. And, you know, we're talking about seven years. So um, for, for us in independent pharmacy, you know, the majority of independent pharmacies contract with um, PSAOs or buying groups. And you know, inside of those buying groups, they essentially do um, your contracting for you um, for, for most major PBMs. And you know, in, instead of you being a freestanding one or two three-store entity that has very little um, buying power or bargaining power, you know, you'll get lumped into a, a group of 2,000, 3,000 stores, and now you have you know the, the the clout, the buying power, and the negotiating power to to negotiate with with the PBMs. Um, most of the the, the PBMs are set up with, you know, adherence as their primary markers to determine, you know, whether, um, you know, the pharmacy gets hit with, you know, a, a nominal fee, a moderate fee, or, you know, a, a higher DIR fee. So again, I mean, when you look at things that increase adherence, you know, the number one thing we've identified is, is synchronization. 
Um, our pharmacies also employ, you know, every ounce of technology that we can employ. Um, we have a, a daily sheet that prints out, you know, in, in every pharmacy in the morning, it's an automated report showing prescriptions that are, you know, behind or, or you know, falling one or two days non-adherent um, to all of those categories. So for those patients that aren't on medication synchronization, that report provides us with a, a daily roadmap of opportunities to bring people into our MedSync program. Um, so in the end, circling back with DIR fees, um, you, you know, these things are all calculated off of a percentage, either a, a, a percentage of the total amount of the claim that's paid, or uh, they're calculated off of a flat fee. And, you know, the one of the largest PBMs in the United States, um, our current deal with our PSAO, um, you know, we are incurring a $9 transaction fee, flat fee on every prescription we fill. And, you know, we're doing tens of thousands of claims a year through that PBM. And, you know, we, we have to have the highest adherence rates as possible <laughs> to, to offset that. So, um, you know, other examples uh, of the percentages, um, you know, if, if a pharmacy is on the lower end of performance, um, you know, on, on the performance metrics, that gives the PBM the latitude to charge a higher DIR fee per prescription. And, and some of those escalators, you know, they're two, three, four, five percent higher. Um, you know, when you're filling a thousand dollar claim or a five hundred dollar claim, um, you know, that makes all the difference in the world of filling that claim for a profit or filling that claim for a net loss um, after the DIR fee is calculated. So um, again, I mean, the, it's, it's a rules of the game thing. And, you know, you have to know every rule and, and you have to know how every PBM sets up their, their DIR fee structure, what categories they're using to calculate your score, and then where you fit amongst all the other pharmacies in the, in, you know, in the country. Um, you know, basically determines, you know, the amount of DIR impact that your store is going to incur. So a store that has a, a whole bunch of non-adherent patients is going to pay hefty DIR fees. A store that has a, a very adherent patient base and has very positive outcomes for their patients is going to incur a, a significantly less um, DIR fee. So. I hope that answers your question without getting too specific. Yes, yes. And I really hope that by this point, you know, our pharmacists listening are starting to think differently about their services as value to health plans. So for those listening, what steps can pharmacists take to begin using quality metrics to demonstrate their value to payers? I think the fir first thing you have to do is, is, is establish with, you know, equip and, and basically look at um, your pharmacy's individual report card. Um, and inside that report card um, are benchmarks. Um, there's a, a three-star benchmark, a four-star benchmark, a five-star benchmark, and then there's a top 20% of all pharmacies benchmark. And um, we always judge and look at our pharmacies based off of the highest bar or the highest benchmark, and, and that's the top 20%. Um, you know, we strive to be in that top 20% of all performers um, in pharmacy. So when you're in that category, 
Um, you know, you're, you're going to have higher reimbursements from from your third parties. You're going to incur less DIR fees, and I mean, you're going to have an overall healthier and happier patient base. So, um, inside of that portal, um, you can identify. I mean, you can go into every category and identify who the problem patients are, where they are at with regard to the threshold of what's acceptable adherence and non-acceptable adherence. So um, those dashboards are really, really useful. Um, and in some cases, uh, you know, we have many stores that have um, single digit patients inside of categories, inside of health plans. So it becomes a numerator over denominator equation. Um, you know, if you have eight patients that are on a health plan that are in a measure set and only four of those eight meet the adherence threshold, that insurance company looks at you overall as a 50% performing pharmacy, which, you know, none of us want a 50% grade on, a, on an exam we take. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's very, very important to look at the, the denominators and the amounts of patients um, that are inside of those categories, because in that case, picking up three or four patients in their adherence can literally move you from a failing grade to, you know, B plus or an A grade. And that improves your, you know, your reimbursement and lessens the financial impacts of DIR fees. So um, it's a game inside of a game. Um, you know, get with your PSAO, get with whoever does your contracting, um, you know, get the rules of each one of these plans spelled out and, um, you know, go to work um, synchronizing those patients and, and holding them, you know, to a, to a very high adherence standard. Thanks, Jeff. It, it's been so great to have you on the show and very, very interesting to learn about how pharmacists can use quality metrics as a tool to demonstrate their value. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, this is, you know, by now I've been doing this for so long. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's definitely a topic. It's uh, it's a passion of mine. And, you know, we, um, we, we have a lot of fun. I mean, it's, there's challenges ahead and, um, you know, we, we have, we have fun, you know, clearing those hurdles as, as one's put in our path. Uh, we're, we're just trying to stay one step ahead and continue servicing our patients and, you know, doing what we do. So yeah, thank you very much. I've enjoyed this. Thanks, Jeff. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another episode of Beyond the SIG. Keep tuning in to learn more about the impactful stories shaping community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit pharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's pharmacists.com forward slash podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.